great. Oh, the, All right. That, that pig snorting, <laughs> the uh, traditional beginning of the podcast. It's Alexander Keeley. Welcome to Demagogle Boggle Box. Got to start with a pig snort. Been reading a lot of uh, been reading a lot of Animal Farm lately, as we all know. Uh, George Orwell had a terrible pig stammer in real life, so that's that's what that is in, in tribute to. A classic reverse joke. Come on, guys, it begins. I, it begins. I like, I like the idea of someone like a serious journalist rereading Animal Farm just to get the inside uh, track on what's going on just now. Just like, yeah, reread your Animal Farm, you pig fuckers. <laughs> um (laughs) yes exactly um you're very dark reading you look like a sith lord thank you that's the nicest thing you've said to me uh this podcast (laughs) um um, so i'm gonna say we i wanted to try and do this in one take max (laughs) max yeah (laughs) well um the problem is the last couple of podcasts have been stuck in in development hell. Obviously, the scripts have been circling <laughs> Hollywood screenwriters for the past couple of years. It's always been pretty exciting. Um, uh, we've, we've had a lot of people in on the edits, um, and but you know it's good to be going in, into production finally. There's too many Obviously, people in, Tom, in that editing room. You know, you, you want to be able to take all the decisions yourself, but you ha- you got you got, you got the clunies of this world. You're saying like, should we cut out the poo diary stuff? <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones is there saying, like, can we really say what we're saying about WikiLeaks? Well, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, we shouldn't have got. And it's just Assange was so. Exp- uh, Assange will do anything for money these days. So mm-hmm. he, um, well, that's that's not true because he's got all that Russian cash, doesn't he? Because he's a stooge. He's a stooge for Vladimir Putin. Um, it's fine. It's fine. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get those. Assange is planning to release all the stuff he has about Trump in the year 2072, uh, when uh, Donald Trump will still be alive because he's a full vampire. Um, (laughs) But looks terrible. Looks terrible for it. What are your vampiric powers, uh, Count Dracula? Well, I suck people's blood and I get eternal life. Not eternal youth. I still look about 70. I look 70. (laughs) I'm 70. I look 70. It's a terrible skill. You just did a really classic uh, ventriloquist trick because your video is delayed. You took some water, and I could see you, the video of you drinking water. You <laughs> carried on speaking. I was, I was really impressed. Well, that's just the, the magic of uh, slow internet connections, isn't it? Yeah. That's just that's just the sort of thing you wouldn't get when you were playing with a stick and the river in the nineteen fifties. That you would get it just in real time with the stick and, and you know in my day. Um, so, welcome to Zemmercocklebox. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so there's, there's, there's that happened to us. Um, the other thing that happened, which was a major thing in my life, and this is my bit, um, as oh, close yeah. to a bit, but also by the, by the notion of it being a bit, I've not written it yet, um, but there clearly is there's a premise here, and I want I want to run it past you. Um, so it turns out, you know, you know, you know this is classic. Richard, Richard, uh, Richard could have called me out for this. He's running a premise past you, the listener. <laughs> so... You know, do you know? Have you heard of a man called Milo Yiannopoulos? Uh, yeah, he was born in Indianapolis, right? <laughs> no, so Milo Yiannopoulos, you know, you know, Yiannopoulos, um, is not his real name. Yeah, his real name, his birth name, not a joke, is Milo Hanrahan. Ah, <gasps> yeah. So 
listeners of the podcast might want to know, my name is Richard Hanahan. <laughs> um, <laughs> my name is Richard yeah. Meyer. No, my name is Richard Unipolis. Uh, it's Richard Hanrahan. And so we share a surname, which suggests that we share some sort of uh, history, life, family. Uh, we There is some connection between me and him uh, in a really weird way. And it was quite a staggering thing to find out. And it's I, I've been looking it up just to make sure it's not like a lie. It's genuinely true. I think he had an abusive father he ran away from or something. Coincidence. Uh, but whatever. Um, but I need to know, I don't, I don't know what to do with this knowledge. Uh, so I need to read, I don't really know the man. I don't really know what he's about. I just know that he's, uh, seems to be a very, uh, divisive figure. Uh, but it's like, it's, it's like finding out you shared a womb, uh, with Jimmy Savile decades apart or that, or that you and Hitler had your hair cut in the same salon. It's a very uncomfortable feeling. Um, but so I went on his website to look and see what he was about. Uh, he has a very cool logo, which was kind of jealous of. But anyway, he has a, he has a store. I don't know if you know this. His website has a, has a store. You can go to Milo.whatever. Great. And it, it has a as a store with t-shirt and mug designs with some classic slogans. And these are all true, uh, which include, Feminism is cancer, uh, which is a bold start for any list. <laughs> Let alone what is going to happen here. Uh, so feminism is cancer, which I I, I just dispute the premise of that. Um, <laughs> Muslims suck, our shirts don't. That was a little slogan he's got. Goodbye illegals, the wall is coming. Cuck tears as a mug, which if anyone ever bought that, oh my God, I would just, oh, I would make me, yeah. White privilege, white privilege, white privilege. Um <laughs> It's one of the <laughs> one of the worst Channel Four property shows I've ever watched. Because <laughs> it, it's all in it's all in rural West Virginia communities <laughs> where you have to live in a KKK-esque. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be good. That's a good idea. Well done. Um, everyone who hates me is ugly, uh, which I don't understand is a thing. Deport anime. Is anime? I don't know. This is why I don't understand the alt-right. Fat shaming works, written six times. But I did check. I like this to one. be fair. To Fat be fair, works. it sounds like he's like. It sounds like he's in the opening credits of The Simpsons. All of his slogans, he seems to have to rewrite them yeah. a number of times. <laughs> yeah. So he also. I. I was. I was glad. Oh, I, I, a bit disappointed actually. But like his fat shaming works T-shirts. Um, weren't available in extra large. I think so. I, he actually avoided <laughs> that kind of um, yeah. Uh, God hates fags, but he hates feminists more. Uh, God stop the queen. I didn't know that he was anti monarchy. Uh, I pledge allegiance to the fag. That's nice. Uh, globalists always lose. Islam kills fags. Stop being a cuck. Hashtag stay woke. Really, I really need to look at that one. Sorry, no offence, but it's true. The cuck stops here. Stop being poor, which is a fascinating <laughs> idea. Um, and, then, and, then, and then this last one. Dicks out for Milo. What? And I, look, I looked at this list and all these designs. Um, and as a freelance graphic designer, I was very jealous. <laughs> Because this looked like the easiest right, right. job in the world 
just design all these little things with just a font and just write them on. And people were like, oh, yeah, of course I'm going to buy, you know, cock tape feminist T-shirt or uh, I'd put my dick in a Muslim or whatever it is that they were writing. Because it doesn't seem, ah, but this man shares my name. What do I do with this? information just to clarify again to the listener richard has been um dowsing himself with petrol as we speak and he's now just (laughs) holding a match and just staring staring into the match and i say richard don't you've got like a couple of things to live for and then like Uh, genuinely anyway. listener, uh, Richard's face for a quarter of a second prior to laughing contorted into sort of sadness and shock at the... <laughs> uh, but anyway so if, if you want to come up with some slogans for the Demogorgon Box t-shirt yeah, store yeah, uh, yeah. Um, like centralism never centralism kind of works se- yeah, yeah that'd nice be my, se- like <laughs> centralism works if you believe in it <laughs> Yeah. Each, if enough people, you, if it, if there is a political consensus, each time you vote for a referendum, a centrist fairy dies. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then I think one of them will be: Can we just have a T-shirt which is? I'm not quite sure what a cuck is. Question mark. Yes. What is a cuck? Do we like? Can you feed a yeah. cuck? What is? Uh, yeah. Am, am I a cuck or am I being cucked? <laughs> What's the? What relationship am I to a cuck here? Oh. Uh, but yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe that's a, a, a fun day for us is to try and come up with some slogans. Yeah, that'd be fun. I, 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 I want to conceive of distances now as how far... Oh, are you 50 miles away? Now is it 50 miles as the wolf runs or the cuck flies? <laughs> <laughs> um, Imagine if that's how Google Maps Yeah, works. yeah. Well, the worst is when you... 50 miles as the wolf When you try runs. and visit... Um, Paris sometimes there's a glitch and it tells you to drive to Brighton and then just get in a cuck and paddle for 30 miles <laughs> and then you have to walk from Calais um the I don't know how much oh sorry I, I am I yeah uh, I uh, uh I tried to find out how to get to Carnegie Hall on Google uh, Maps uh and it just told me to uh, get an Uber <laughs> is that uh I don't get that sorry. reference <laughs> So the joke is, how do you, the question is, how do you get to right. Carnegie Hall? Practice. There we right? go. And I, I, I always say that punchline to every joke. <laughs> I love that punchline. I think it's a really funny joke. Why did the chicken like, cross the road? Ask me anything. <laughs> practice. <laughs> told me to get an Uber. <laughs> so, so, but then the idea of Google Maps saying practice would be funny. But then I went a step <laughs> further and then uh, just used the integration with Uber as a as a thing you'd see on Google Maps. So Richard's built like a Westworld joke which like loops in on itself and he hopes the joke will gain consciousness. Have you watched Westworld yet? Spoiler alert <laughs> for Westworld. No, I've not. I, I, thankfully, I didn't understand any of the words you just said. <laughs> uh, even though they weren't specific to Westworld, they're just beyond my that was, understanding. Um, that was actually uh, but the, also, Thankfully, I didn't understand any words you said was actually the title of a three-star review I got last year. The, uh, <laughs> oh, three stars, not bad. Not your worst. Not, not worst. I got I got a um I got an incredibly consistent number of three star reviews. <laughs> I got you got you got a, a see me from uh, from Fest. <laughs> yeah, I did. I got a see me from Fest, and then from Fringe Guru, I got ooh see me. It's a different. It's all about the tone. It's all ooh. about the tone. <laughs>
Do you, do you, do you remember having wet dreams? Yeah, I think this is a subject we want to go into on the podcast. It's what I've got written down. What about, it's our garlic bread, isn't it? Peter Kay's got garlic bread. We've got wet dreams. Do you remember wet yeah. dreams? Um, guys, the real wet dream for Richard Hanrahan is the indie referendum too. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> very good. I, yeah, um, no, I'm, I, it was very exciting this morning waking up, caked in my own cum. <laughs> <laughs> to, hear, to hear Nicola Sturgeon oh. uh, telling us that Indie Ref oh. Two is imagine um, if my, a possibility. Im, Im, imagine if my granny gets the internet. Imagine <laughs> if she, if she, she should have known. She should have known. Oh, I really. Hey, oh. hey! I didn't use a swear word. I used two verbs, which is very, very natural. You know, entry level verbs. Oh, cake. Caked. Um, yeah. So there's a there's a second independence referendum happening. Yeah, that's very exciting um, for everyone. Although, I mean, it, it, all she said was, "I'm going to go and ask my parliament if we're up for it." Uh, so, sure. hey, it could still uh, all of the SNP members could decide that they're not going to. Uh, <laughs> because it's interesting, isn't What's it? What's in a name? The SNP, exactly. But the SNP would struggle to survive beyond the first term of, of an independent Scotland. You know, that's like a really big problem is like, obviously once they get independence, that is a major sort of goal to ticked. But then afterwards, then there are so many disparate things that happen that the SNP itself wouldn't really hold together particularly well. Because uh, it's factions of left, right, centre, ground, all sort of lumped together under the the hope of just freeing ourselves from Westminster. And then, then after that, it's like, well, actually, half the party wants to go for like a business-centric, uh, business-friendly Scotland. One of, part of it wants to be more towards the Gaelic Highland sort of thing and, and sort of be more left, left of centre. You know, there's, it's very much, I don't know, the SNP could are potentially like a, a new Labour movement of, of the, the north of the north uh, that could fall apart with, under certain situations, especially given that the uh, the right, like the amazing thing about the SNP is that they managed to hold uh, the centre right uh, as much as they do the far left. Not maybe not the far left, but the the left of left uh, within Scotland. Uh, but again, that all comes down to this one small dream, uh, which is just 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 to see see the, see the end of being fucked over by a London-centric political worldview. Yeah, well, that's... Uh, uh, so I've got some... Uh, <laughs> I agree with much... Of, well... <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I mean, it's almost as if... it's all, <laughs> Well, um, what I like is that Scot the Scottish independence referendum, it's like, um, it's like if you're playing a computer game and you lose on easy mode, <laughs> and then you're like... Can I play on medium difficulty, which is the oil price being half that which I did that last time, and see if I can win on medium to difficult? Well, mode? I mean, this is yeah, this is the thing. I think this this isn't as sure a thing as possible. It is remarkable that the 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 yes vote isn't higher. And I think ideally, this is this is what I, I I don't think people get is that this is not an easy thing to do, and this is not. I don't think the ideal conditions for an indie ref two in any sense. No, I think the thing is, it's more it's more emotional than last time in that you can't. It's very difficult to argue the economic case now because both, I like I like 
if you're if you're keep, keep arguing to keep in the EU single market, it's like well, to do that, you're going to leave the UK single market effectively, and that's a larger proportion of your trade. So if it's it's like it's sort of like a two wrongs don't make a right situation. It's like even if Brexit is wrong. But uh, but the, the, the funny thing is, so the last Indie Ref, there was this whole thing about all these financial institutions moving south. Now it's like, actually, Scotland becomes a much more... Everyone would be moving north to Scotland to then... Also, but but actually, hashtag Dublin. Like, it's like, well, it's like there's already... they've We've already got a Dublin for you there. There's something called Dublin, and Dublin yeah, is somewhere else which speaks English and has low tax, and yeah. it's where everyone's going to go. But given a lot of the places are already in Scotland anyway, the Royal Bank of Scotland, yeah. for example, uh, probably would go to Dublin. One of the things that people haven't um, worked out yet, the thing with Scottish independence, right, is how are you guys going to survive the population growth? Because apparently your generations are once every four years. So if you have a once every generation referendum every four years, <laughs> you're going to be a hundred times the population size in 20 and you don't have the food <laughs> to feed how large your population will be because the Scottish generation is once every four years it's actually quite disgusting that Scottish people reproduce every four every four years because um, that's you know it was a once in a generation referendum we're having another so it's your generations are four years aren't they well yes you'd know. I, know, but I mean that just goes against the, na- the nature of of, uh, of time and new technology isn't it really that's <laughs> That's just where we're, where we're at now, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, the end, we have to. There is a sense of like the endless potential in every single moment that we live. <laughs> it's, it kind of yeah, it's... it makes sense in a very strange way. I think Deleuze probably writes about this quite well in terms of like the multiplicity of the very single moment which uh, technology produces through our like uh, ever increasing screen and spectacle, uh, whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, I think. I, I think it's quite an apt language is, is to 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 actually say yeah this still is a once in a generation thing like generations are, are in in the <laughs> epochal sense not in the I think you're you're obviously being playful with your biological use of the word generation um, <laughs> but actually it, it still is kind of uh, I think it is quite an apt description. I you know I. I it's you know it's a well documented fact in this podcast that I don't have any problems with referendums and I think they're always a good idea and they've never been a bad idea so you know what could possibly well go this is the wrong. thing I think Brexit has really tarnished the idea of a referendum <laughs> I, I think Adolf Adolf Hitler I think did that actually mate um. <laughs> see this is the thing that happens is that uh, Scottish nationalism gets conflated with all types of nationalism and I think it's very much the same Great. way that. The, the, the national socialists <laughs> of the Nazi party have tarnished the idea of socialism in America, you know, because they are, they yes. are very different things. It's not like, like I, right. I, I understand that nationalism. You smuggled, this. you smuggled a little, you smuggled a little uh, analogy baby under your coat there in a way that linguistic, a linguistic confusion yes. of national socialism and socialism fine. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you're you're trying to be. I love the argument when people are like, yeah, yeah. Look, I know almost all nationalisms are fine, but my nationalism, <laughs> no, no, but my my nationalism is great. It is more complex. It, no, but you because haven't. It, Scotland's nationalism is not about our nationalism. Isn't like that. It's pure. It's no, just no, like no, a no, pure, no, no, no. It's like a lovely. It's, it's a lovely nationalism. Scottish nationalism great. is not about a purity. It's about a multiplicity. It's about um, a, like an, a, a new. 
multiculturalism. It's about this. This is what the nature of Scottish, the Scottish identity is: complexity. That's the very nature of what the Scottish identity is, and that's kind of why it is different. Is not yeah. You I, know, I think black is white, and two plus two is five as well. I agree. <laughs> Um. <laughs> no, what we're saying is, hey, hey, if you, if, hey, if you're a refugee and you don't have any parents, you can come into our con- uh, into our country rather than we'll just kick you off back home. How about that? You know, or how about yeah, if, I, you, if you're disabled, <laughs> you can have enough money to live. How about that? Sorry for my national, my dangerous nationalist ideas, Keeley. Um. Yes. Yeah. I. Yeah. I. Uh, we will see. I, we will see. Will I, we? Well, I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to happen. Like, admittedly, admittedly, and Nicholas Sturgeon's like our oh, massive genocide of English people idea. I'm not 100 percent au fait with, <laughs> but you know, uh, I think I think the way in which even an uh, an ardent independence person like yourself would admit is that I think nationalism, at the very least, oversimplifies political problems. And that it is, it is like other nationalisms in the sense that it is blame. It is, but, it is but, uh, so, so, the idea. The idea that removing yourself from Westminster will therefore transcend a, like other political problems, I think, is potentially an illusion. Uh, but yeah, but by the same token, I don't think. Welcome, the, uh, welcome you, to the Goggle Box. <laughs> <laughs> a union, the union itself is kind of like. What what is it about that union that is supposed to enrich all aspects? It's it's, it's quite clear yeah. from all parts of the UK that the union isn't helping anyone except for London, right? And it just seems to me that Scotland only has a geographical boundary that can as- aspire to a nationhood that makes it allowed to sort of opt out of this. Whereas, so like say the Cornwall independence movement would have just as much say, and it, it's ironic that it not ironic, but it. It similarly is simply distance from London enough that uh, funding doesn't get there in the same way and it doesn't have the same kind of infrastructure. Um, but because it can't really claim to have a nationhood, its own independence thing is laughable, whereas Scotland's one can have something else because it has its own rugby team, say. Uh, <laughs> like, it, it is kind of... I know, you're not, I know you're not joking there, but it is also, it is also really funny to hear those. Oh, we got our own rugby team, so now it works. But that, but that is kind of how people think, you know. What uh, the whole and, idea and again, of us having... as we know from as we know from Demagogue Box, I have no problem with how other people think. <laughs> <laughs> I just I do find it funny, um, but that I mean, I, what it comes down to is is like um, I think nationalism for us uh, north of the border is a convenience rather than it necessarily being a. Uh, a dictum, or I think is that, is that the right way of putting it? When it's not, we're not prescribed. It doesn't have any of the prescriptive isolationism. It is you must admit it is kind of um, a topsy turvy kind of nationalism when it's not saying like we want to draw borders, we want to establish Scotland for Scotland. It's 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 not like we're, 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 the Scotland movement is trying to say we want to be closer to the rest of the world. Rather than of its own, 
it's but just was that, that I mm, that's I think that's the that's the rhetorical bridge to allow a referendum now, and I'm not saying that that isn't even necessarily true. But was that what the case was in 2014 when that first referendum was held, or was that now an argument more political convenience given the fact? Of no, 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 no. It's always been the argument. I mean, you can even look at. Um, we well, see this is the other thing with the the referendum that the 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 the, uh, the what the cutthroat the discount referendum you had for Brexit. Um, <laughs> Hey, as, wasn't, wasn't me. It was your idea, <laughs> I didn't do it. I don't, I don't as, sound like the guy, as, but um. <laughs> um, but no, the um, like we, with the Scottish referendum, there was this whole thing called the white paper, which had a as a big five hundred yeah. page document which outlined tons of things about what a, a Scotland would look yeah. like. Whereas Brexit had I, I'm a bus sure with one phrase, which then on the day of winning said, "Oh, that bus." No, that was. That was just a, we're just we're just driving around in that. That wasn't that wasn't what we meant. What we meant uh, was you don't need you don't need to tell me to hate that bus <laughs> and hate that campaign. Um, also, so on is, the subject of the white paper, I presume some of the given the change in the oil price, some of the cells in the spreadsheet linked to the oil price are probably committing suicide at this point. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know when the cells, you know when the cells have the hashtag and question marks and like screaming in them. I'm pretty sure <laughs> some of those now. Well, no, I, I, I mean I, I I don't know the facts, but I'm uh, I, I'm. <laughs> I'm happy to go with with the passion, um, but my gut tells me that our uh, our green energy uh, sources are actually going to be quite profitable, like beyond expectations. So, I mean, yeah, like the but even then, the even last time uh, there were many in the Scottish independence movement which weren't claiming that the oil would be perfect. It's more that the oil should always have been used in that way, and that it had been misspent bef- before, you know. And it's, it, I, I, yeah, I never like that. Like, what? Do, I mean, <laughs> that's like, but that's just like, that's just, that's just like, that always seems like a really low, without specifics, that always seems like a really low political argument when people like misspend it. It's just like when an opposition party says the governing party has inverted commas wasted money, and it's like, yes, if you point to like, but everything, you can label loads of things as waste. Without looking, I don't know. It always seems like a weak argument. Again, welcome to Demagogue Box, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be have fair, we att- have we attempted? How many jokes would you say we've attempted? Let alone landed. Hey, listen, attempted. this is this is post satire, um, <clears throat> where there's oh. no jokes and there's no. Oh real yeah, this is post satire. Yeah, that's this is the moment uh, rather than the 9th of November, two thousand sixteen. I mean, you weren't even there. <laughs> it wasn't. It's not even your country, mate. I mean, oh yeah, in terms because, of, in terms because of nothing, America, nothing that I mean. happens in America with its thousands, yeah. tens of thousands of nuclear weapons affects anyone else. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. I mean, not to say anything again, but again, we're, we're, we're... Well, he, he said he said it was American mushroom clouds for American people. <laughs> <laughs> it's more the issue for us is that uh, we're the one in, in terms of Scotland. We're the ones that actually hold uh, the UK's uh, nuclear weapons, so. And we don't I want hate, them. And I hate how they make Scottish people hold the weapons. It's like... I know. They're big and... They're so heavy. And then they laugh at us for having so really bad heavy. teeth and l- less hair or whatever. Well, exactly. It's unfair. And, and, and I'm glad you said that that's true. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, but anyway... Um, uh, what I mean is, it, I desperately don't want Scotland to be independent, but if it does, I may try and move there. <laughs> 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 like every... Like, that is the position of yeah. every British left-wing person. It's, don't go, but if you go, can I come with you? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Which is, it's, it's literally what you say to a girlfriend that you, <laughs> there is, please don't, please don't go, but please take me with you. There is a good analogy to be had somewhere about this Titanic situation, right? I don't know if you knew about it. Uh, and they, you see this, <laughs> this Brexit iceberg coming ahead and a part of the ship has said, we have got the possibility of a lifeboat. And everyone else, the captain on the ship saying, no, you're not allowed to use it. We're all going to go and hit that iceberg because on that iceberg, as we all know, is plentiful supplies and uh, economic Look prosperity <laughs> uh, away from this horrific uh, world. Uh, yeah, there's, I don't know. I've, one of my issues with, the, with, with the India F2 this morning, apart from the caked in cum line, is that I have literally nothing... <laughs> written yet because it just happened this it's morning. just it's like happened second like it, this happened an hour and a half ago and importantly what you're gonna love is there'll be some bits which are maybe three or four weeks old from us yeah which might be funny but will be irrelevant and then there'll just be this blinking 20 minute introduction to the episode where we're just processing an event with no jokes because so also i mean this is a, you're welcome another another emergency podcast but also the, the fact that <laughs> Indie Ref 2. No, it was, it was a scheduled podcast that has collided with an emergency podcast. <laughs> but also, Indie Ref 2 has been on the agenda for about, uh, well, since June last year. So <laughs> I can't really be that surprised that it's happened. No, no. I, I read a thing in February, Michael Gove saying there was it was no more likely to be a, an Indie Ref 2. So I believe everything Michael Gove. Michael Gove has never lied about anything. <laughs> even, <laughs> he even had like a... a uh, a bike on the side of it said no indie ref to uh and it, yeah how dare you lie to us but that that bus should resign <laughs> <laughs> the bus the bus um the bus, actually, the bus uh, stops retired here to spend time retired to spend time with its family <laughs> the bus stops here uh, i hope so I need a lift. Come on, jokes. Okay, so... <laughs> Why do you say jokes in a um, northern accent when you're clearly nowhere near the north? Like, I don't even know if you've been to the north. Because <laughs> I aspire to be from the north and I associate them with good jokes and I, don't, I just have a, a, a sad opinions. Um, How, so, how's, how's L- Lundy Ref going? Is there, is there going to be a London independence movement? Oh, yeah. Well, Sadiq's talking about how you're racist. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's nice. Um, I don't think he's a hundred. Like I just like I that it, you know you made some persuasive points, sub points to your point. Yeah. But fundamentally, there is always I will never not find an argument whose top line is essentially nationalism is bad. But hey, wait, come back, not this nationalism. Like it's <laughs> always, I'm always skeptical of it, and I always think there are worse, there are better, maybe better and worse types, but like. At best, I think it's an unhelpful illusion. It doesn't have to be necessarily like unsavory to the max. Yeah, but I don't. It's never. It's never the most productive. It's never the most productive. You know, go around. But I also think it's a. It's it. It is simply because of that notion of a nationalism that undermines it. Whereas you can't really articulate it in a different way without it not sounding like you have a legitimacy to have political independence so it's not you know mm. you know it's like if we, if we if you did it without the national term i think and we were permitted it i think people would be fucking happy because it's it it is so different and yes we have rallies and yes there's flag waving but it's it's not it's more it's never really scotland flags it's yes flags you know because 
it's like a promise of like, oh my God, finally we can fucking be free. And, and I just want to, I want to be angry at my own but that's, politicians. That's why it's... You know, I don't want to well, be just like... that. That's... That's yeah, but that that's what I mean. That's why that's why it's a problem. It's not necessarily the level of, you know, racism or othering or whatever. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's like I'd still see it as unhelpful for I don't see that it will necessarily benefit Scotland. And I think it's equivalent to that that's what it's it's small it's still small minded politics to me. <laughs> so this is this is the other thing about this podcast. Uh, it has unfortunately coincided with the first two weeks of me playing the new Zelda game, right? Uh, from which I have very uh, rarely uh, raised my head. So if you want to ask me anything about Hyrule, I am well up on that. Okay. If you want to ask me about uh, Calamity Ganon and the whole well, what is going on with with Link, we can talk about politics. Uh, the, and importantly, the politics that matter. But outside of this Hyrulean bubble, I am very underprepared. <laughs> That's the point. Hyrule, you know, it's all the money flows to Hyrule. And there's no... Hyrule for the Hyruleans. <laughs> um, well, so, I mean, it's just going to be England and Wales left, isn't it? I mean, yeah, no one's talking about the Northern Ireland. Like, that is... Why, why is that not getting any coverage? Well, we know we like... know what the Northern Irish need to do to get us to talk about them. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh my god! Let's just edit that out of the pod. Um, no, <laughs> mate, I said one take, and it's staying as one Damn take. It, it's a solid joke, but I don't feel good about the ethics of it. Um, so, um, uh, what would you do if Russia Today gave us money? Uh, how much? I mean, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Five pounds deal. <laughs> Um, I would say... Did I tell you that? Did I tell you about my uh, running with Rupert Murdoch? No. What? So, basically, I was, uh, for a brief time, a, uh, a Be There I, uh, internet subscriber. And it was a very small, very well-run little uh, ISP. And they got bought up by Sky. Um, and I was like, right, that's a, that's a final straw for me. I shall be quitting Sky and so I phoned up to quit, and they said, well, what if we gave you internet for £5 a month? I was like, okay. <laughs> My principles are no longer worth... I had principles, and they were very, very cheap. <laughs> so there you go. You know, there you go. if they gave it to charity, I'd take that hit. Lay it. Well, yeah. And if I... But anyway. I'd only have to say... I could... and I would accept having to say nice things about... Um, Putin, as long as I could say them sarcastically, <laughs> or if we just—which is actually, ironically, how they run the government—is mm-hmm. that sort of? Uh, yeah. What are you eating? Um, you're going to have to cover for me because I'm eating some uh, bit of Galaxy. What I mean, what time did you think? Oh yeah, middle of the podcast. We just start eating a Galaxy, mate. It's raw. Which Galaxy raw. are you eating? Um, just the reg. Just the, the reg. regular Galaxy. Yeah, delicious. Uh, 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 so minor. Good. Well, um, <clears throat> yeah, so um, Zelda's been I'm not, a really I, good I game. Hate you it's a really joke. good game. Richard. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Z- no, Zelda is really good. Like, honestly, it's probably the, the best game of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, it's incredible. What about what, like, about, so good. what about the Hunger Games when um, you'll have to do when Scotland's... No, I don't know. You fill in the joke. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Deep-fried Hunger Games. No, it's fine. Um... 
No, Zelda is honestly, it's so good that I've actually t- changed my text ringtones to Zelda sounds. Oh. Isn't that really pathetic? Oh, it's very, but a sign it's of, very sweet. It is, it is. I'm like a, a three-year-old boy again, um, just with a big dick. Um, um, <laughs> what else? The budget happened this, <laughs> this week. Yeah, the budget. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Um, I listened to the New Statesman podcast. You did an emergency podcast about the budget, and they got everything wrong. It was really quite. Um, oh no! Don't be bad about. I really like. I really like the. Um, I, really like I know, the New but they have. Podcast. They don't. They don't see their own agenda very well, and they're like, "Oh, the national insurance rises will probably not get any much attention because it's only press people that are interested." It's like, no, most of the UK are actually self-employed now. Um, no, whoa, whoa. It's an exaggeration. It's an exaggeration. Uh, but actually, it's, it's a much larger uh, yeah. proportion of, 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 you know, they, I, I don't, they, I don't, I keep on listening and I was like, 100, like 100, it's very 100% twee. of Alex Keeley's are self employed. Like, it's, <laughs> it's very, it's a very twee podcast that happens to be sponsored by Ford. I, there is a, like, it doesn't work. <laughs> It's so just really sorry, just because you can't see this. Um, Richard uh, is just downing a coffee and just scribbling on a blackboard with loads of circles and arrows, and then just like <laughs> just written like it doesn't add up. And there's something about like jet fuel not melting steel podcasts, and like I'm just like, what <laughs> he needs to calm down it's about. Just, the new statesman needs to get a grip of itself a little bit. I, I was a subscriber for a while, but then it it just became. It's it's it doesn't have any breadth to look beyond itself, and I find that a struggle. Like I realise that they they are fairly well educated, but I don't. I just don't really. They they don't seem to grapple with real life. They seem to just be like, not, and they're not even grappling with the media bubble kind of world. Uh, they kind of just grapple with. Uh, they're trying to carry on with politics like the whole world isn't changing around them, you know? Maybe. I think Stephen's I think Stephen's really good. I I think I, I, I like them, but um your 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 point about the structural uh agenda of the new statesman may be correct. But hey. I do find it funny that it's it's got these really major sponsors that like the likes of which you don't get in any other podcast. But it's also a network like, I, it's a podcast network thing. For instance, the talking politics one I think shares a lot of sponsors with them. I know, but like the the fact that they they got access to these sponsors suggests that it's not necessarily just like, hey, oh, you've got good podcast subscription numbers. It's more like, oh, you could potentially lead the world in the next couple of years. Do you know what I mean? There is like a there's a there's a bit of a gap between, oh, um, why don't you join HelloFresh and get new uh, cooking food sent to you every once a week or Grays or. Uh, oh, a bed is like buy a car, buy a nuclear submarine. You know, well, to... you're making you're making the point works more if you're talking about the the listeners, the advertisers. It's not like they're particularly managed to secure an advertiser. It's that like presumably the demographics of people that listen to the New Statesman podcast over those that listen to uh, a comedy podcast or whatever might be. They might be more likely to afford that because they're more. I don't know. Well, no, because um, actually, comedy uh, other podcasts did used to be sponsored by Ford. But they went out of the podcast funding game. It's more of like when are like, we getting a sponsor, they, mate? When are we getting one? I have actually, I have actually been uh, uh, approaching people, have you? mate. Yeah, Matt, I approached. Is Marianne uh, going to give us some money? Next, no, no, <laughs> Chumbo. Uh, 
three. Do- I'll do it three Me? dog biscuits, and I don't have to say anything nice about Putin. And Chumbo's <laughs> like, okay, but could you just? He's actually been really good on Tara in the uh, in the Caucasus. I'm like, well, I don't, you know, that's a bit weird, Chumbo. Um, yeah, he seems right. Really, yeah, but no, I've been talking to Next Up Comedy, and they just have to see our podcast statistics, which I do not want to them, So. <laughs> I mean, cut, cut this bit out of the recording, Obby. We're at a bit of an impasse. <laughs> I'm, I, I please cut this out of the recording. <laughs> well, no, but like anything under 500 people is probably not worth sponsoring. That's within a margin of error. Statistically, we don't exist. <laughs> um, okay, well, you know, we can dream. And I do. Um, I think, well, let's just run through some of the stuff. Firstly, uh, you know... Jeremy Corbyn was asked. Um, Jeremy Corbyn was asked whether uh, he would welcome a snap election, whether he thought we could win it, uh, and he did. He said that he could win a snap election, and he also said, "Are you having a good night? I'm having a great night, and I just feel so at one with people." Um, and then he started just sort of massaging his sort of teeth a bit because um, he's high. He was high. Is what that the joke is that to think that he would yeah. have to be on. Uh, various different drugs but also any time that the uh, press actually talks about Labour's policies he does very well so an election would be good for him well luckily luckily people spend a lot of time thinking about politics and don't use what they think about a leader as a heuristic for a larger decision and so that will be fine I think you're being uh... (laughs) a dick yeah yeah (laughs) I think this is probably the least funny of these podcasts. We've <laughs> and that is, that is saying something. I bet you've. I mean, you just wait, mate. You just wait till I get to my uh, my one bit I've got. Great. Well, what well, else? Talk about, let's talk about the budget. Carry on talking about the budget. Oh, no, you carry on with whatever bullshit you're talking about. <laughs> what are um, you saying? What are you saying? I think I did that joke, and you hated it, and the listener what turned one? off. Um, the, the it's just you know if a podcast has under 500 subscribers did it fall in the forest and am I dead um, the, uh, what else there was um, a leak from within the department for exiting the European Union about oh, yeah. um, about an attempt to foster greater trade connections with the Commonwealth because that will replace that, of course, that's going to replace trade ties with our closest geographic neighbours of well-developed, economically developed countries. It's also more like, oh, we'll just encourage more immigration from the Commonwealth, as if, as if that's, that's what people have voted for Yeah, uh, with Brexit. They've voted yeah. for more in- immigration from places where people are more of a different skin to colour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's going to I think that was, on the well. other, that was on the other side of the bus, wasn't it? Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the leak... Uh, it probably was a critical. I think it was a critical thing from a from a civil servant that's not on board, but described it as Empire Two Point um, right. which he was also keen to announce um, Reich Beta and uh, Herpes Mountain Lion. Um, <laughs> also, slavery dot um, The yeah, uh, the the also there was a. Uh, Oh, this attempt to somehow make everything up with the Commonwealth is just such a mad. It's just like just like a mad attempt to sort of make up from the the very obvious fact that 
trade barriers with the EU is not going to be made up for by the comment. But there was a report that said the shared legal and linguistic heritage of Commonwealth nations reduces trading costs between them by an average of 19%, according to research commissioned by the Commonwealth in 2015. <laughs> in, <laughs> in other news, I'm hilarious, says research commissioned by me, a very good and sexy man. <laughs> Did you see that uh, quote going around from Australia about how they want to stop trading with the UK? Wait, what? Yeah, it was like a big thing about, uh, like on the same day, the UK was like, oh, you know, Australia will be one of our big trading partners. And Australia's trade minister was like, yeah, we need to trade more with the EU, really. It's what we really need to do. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. Um, but we, yeah, we've got a lot of shrimp. We've got a lot of shrimp for a lot of barbies. Yeah, it was difficult. We were counting on Australians not being able to work out that the number 450 million was bigger than the number 60 million. Like, we were just really <laughs> hoping the Australian education system hadn't taught. Which we've been trying to fuck up for years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> probably. Well, that's what we uh, said. We all go on years abroad there to just try and reduce the quality of of the students by yeah, donating yeah. them with ourselves. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like the idea of people going to Australia to teach English as a foreign language. That's a, that's <laughs> that's, a funny idea. That just sounds like a joke at a UKIP conference or something. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Uh, what do you think of uh, Farage possibly running in South Thana again? Oh, my God. I mean, take the... Well, I mean, take, how would that take, play out? Take the hint. <laughs> but it's weird, isn't it? Because... He wouldn't win. Brexit's happened, especially after, if Article 50 is triggered, there's no way he'd win. It's Because like, the Conservatives yeah. are like, what do you, we are, Brexit is happening. Yeah. It's, yeah, no, it's strange. Uh, but it was weird because the whole, the whole Brexit referendum was to stop UKIP getting seats. It was just <laughs> to stop them getting, and now they, they seem to be running the show without having any members of Parliament. Well, it's like trying to, it's like trying to stop a hungry crocodile coming after you by climbing inside the crocodile. <laughs> like, <laughs> we are, we are Jonah in the way in the UKIP whale. <laughs> um, uh, it is bad. Um, oh God, what would you like to talk about now? Let's zip. Let's zip through things so, just really nicely. We've had this intense thirty-minute conversation, and let's just let's just hit the listener with joke after joke after sad joke. Well, I've not got much of those, but what I have got. <laughs> uh, so at the budget, there was a graph going around. I'm not even sure it said um, this decade will be the worst for pay since 1810, uh, and commentators were noting that this meant pay hadn't been won't have been this bad since the invention of what steam engine. Do you remember that? Have you seen that? Um, what's no, I didn't. <laughs> so yeah, so so it, it was uh, it was from the is it o, the OBR predictions for the twenty twenties, and I say wage stagnation will will get to such a bad situation that it will surpass how bad it was back in eighteen ten, which is when the steam engine was invented, right? <laughs> um, so, but I liked that comparison that people were making. Uh, that you could look that far back, and then people will start to say that hate crimes haven't been this bad since the days of the cavemen, in which <laughs> Neanderthals were angry at globalist firebringers. Um, but I, I also like the idea that maybe in 200 years' time, there'll be some sort of statistic that say, in this year's budget, Lord Clune of Galaxplier 5 
announced the Transolaric output would be negative, and real pay wouldn't have been this bad since the release of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Starlight Express. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, I think I think Starlight Express is equivalent in magnitude to the, the steam engine, uh, given that they're both sort of train related as well. Yeah, so a nice little tie in. Well, they'll do when there's that kind of big deletion of data, and then we've only with they're like in 150 years, everything they have to piece together everything that was true. They'll look yeah. at um, they'll look at trains as a kind of musical, like a kind of real world satire on the Starlight Express rollerblading. That they'll think that rollerblading was the way that people got around. And then they did a musical <laughs> where they had trains as rollerblading people. And they were like, it was a very, <laughs> very expensive train network. They set up as a kind of musical riff on, of course, the popular mode of transport of uh, rollerblades. Right. <laughs> that, that would be good. That would be good. I'd watch that. I'm surprised no one's <laughs> thought of I have, doing I like I have watched a, it. I, 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 I took oh. a train the other day. <laughs> I tell you, there was a really so we went to see um, a show the other week, the uh, unfortunate series of events. You've seen that? What series of unfortunate events? I don't know. Sorry, no. Um, the curious incident of the dog in the night. That one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it when. Uh, yeah, my mum. So when my mum saw that, she just did exactly what you did. We were planning to see it for like a year or so. Or like we it was always a play we've vaguely been intending to see. And my mum yeah. was trying to explain that she wanted to see it and kept saying, yeah. "We're going to see um, ah, the dog. It was that died. The dead, the, <laughs> the dead dog, the dead, dog. dead dog." And I'm like, the, uh, "You mean you mean the curiousness of the dog in the nighttime?" Yeah, that's the one. I'm like, "That's not that's." <laughs> But so, spoiler alert: there's a bit. So it's about uh, like a, a guy with uh, developmental disabilities. I don't know what the term is. Yeah, I think he has. I think he, he has, has autism, Asperger's, right? Um, and throughout the play, it's, it's great. It's like a really great production. It's beautiful. Uh, but throughout the play, uh, he's building this like toy train track, and it turns out that it's all building towards uh, the bit of the interval where he's actually completed the whole train and he's about to go on a train. And then just at like the height of the drama, the train moves and goes around the whole stage. Um, but it crashed on the first corner. No! On our production. <laughs> and it was the most unsatisfying thing. It's like seeing, you know, when you see those videos of people setting up dominoes. Yeah, yeah. I once, um, I once built a Reed Goldberg machine where it was just, um, I just pushed over a member of OK Go and that toppled onto another member of OK Go and then another <laughs> member of OK Go and then the final member of OK Go and then I was done for assault and it was terrible. It was a really bad, I had a bad day. It's a terrible day. That's nice, that's nice. You should use that. If there's any other context in which you use that. <laughs> oh, if I, go to the, if I go do some stand-up at the OK Go office party. Oh, that's so true. Exactly. That's so us. Yeah. That's so us. And it's terrible because you can smash it, but there's only four of them at work. So yeah. you can't really get rolling laughs off, even if you connect with all four of them at once. I mean, obviously they've got a manager, obviously. So they're, they're going to do a new band. Have you heard about this? What? It's going to be called Okay Now Go. <laughs> the, you don't want to rearrange those two words because it becomes a terrible racial slur. We barely talked about Donald Trump this podcast, so let's, let's destroy that comparatively clean. I'd prefer to think about my country literally breaking apart than that man, but let's talk about him anyway. Um, sure. The, so... It's been a while since we. It's been a while um, since we. Last. <laughs> yeah, I'm just taking other podcasts. 
<laughs> running jokes because yeah. that's it's an homage, not theft. Sure. Um, and the uh, <laughs> so we had Trump's speech to Congress where he was uh, a number of commentators said, "This is the day that Donald Trump became president." And I'm like, he. That's pretty bad after 35 days of usually the day you become president yeah. is the day you become president. With Donald Trump, there was an incredible 35 days of fascist buffering, even even according <laughs> to these these um, insane commentators that thought. I mean, he set the bar so low; it's now an underground pipeline, and it, it <laughs> just the whole thing. Like it's just like um, it's like Jack the Ripper going. Think of all the days when I didn't murder anyone, like. Like most, I didn't murder most women. Is the Jack the Ripper Donald Trump line? Um, and then the markets again surged after Trump's speech, thinking that he had sort of turned a kind of pragmatic corner. And my th my thing about that, so when 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 the sort of mar the markets, particularly after his election, they crashed for like a day and then rallied. Um, and then yeah. people were like, we well, you know maybe Trump isn't so bad. I'm like. No, maybe capitalism is bad. Like, <laughs> like yeah, maybe, maybe we we should stop yeah, listening to exactly. the markets. Like, they're some love, sort of shame the, like, of the future. Yeah, the reverence towards the markets being like, well, every amount of evidence I have from my brain and eyes suggest Donald Trump is bad, but these numbers went up, so maybe. And I'm like, maybe yeah. we should trust the numbers. Well, this is why. This is why at the time I was saying don't look look too much into the currency markets crashing after Brexit because, yeah, it's shit. But also, it's just, this is the markets reacting again. We can't. Any time you say, "Oh, they're crashing," this must be a bad thing. You have to say, "Well, if it goes up, then that doesn't." You have to say that that's yeah, a good thing, yeah, yeah. right? So you just have to say the markets are complete bullshit. We should uh, maybe not have the markets control um, where where capital and politics collide. What will happen to my hey. neoliberalism, Richard? <laughs> well, hey, didn't you know neoliberalism doesn't exist? It was all it was all a lie. Oh, did you know I that? I think Adam yeah. Curtis said. <laughs> um, the what else? Sean Spicer did an amazing thing when he was um, uh, revealing the Trump. It's called Ryan Care now. Trump's Trump doesn't want his name on it, which is always that's always good. That's always <laughs> good, good when you do an exam and you write someone else's name at the top of the script. You're very confident for, in your own for, answer. Especially for a man who writes his name literally on everything. <laughs> <laughs> the man who's made his business writing his name onto things uh, to then say, I do not put my name to he, this. He puts his, he is, puts his uh, name on like terrible wine who, and he won't put his name on. To a man who guaranteed that the trademark for Trump being used for escort in services China, yeah. in China was <laughs> maintained... Uh, and legally sound to not put your name on Trump Care would mm. be worrying. It's worrying. <laughs> yeah. The um. But so Sean Spicer was unveiling in this that like the the uh -huh. like the Trump team have done us a lot where they like to show um documents off like have these like presentations yeah. like they're on The Apprentice or they're like on a bat like yeah or like Dragons Den yeah. or something where they come with some props 
and he does this with like his yeah. steaks and his wine. But they did this when he was supposedly signing off his business interest, and I think journalists afterwards looked through the files and they were just like blank pieces of paper. Yeah, of course. Of <laughs> Which course is like are. at least like well, put up, at least get like a, an algorithm to generate like five hundred pages of pig Latin or something. At least that like have font on the page, not just snowfields. I like the idea that they went. We, we're quite busy, but could someone do the algorithm <laughs> yeah, yeah. for the pig Latin? And then like, the coder's like, it's actually well, easier for me to do it just with words, not pig Latin. And they're like, no, it yeah. has to be yeah, well, Ipsne it on be pig the Latin. Trump name. <laughs> yeah. it's, always, it's always the Ipsne, isn't it? <laughs> I don't even, I've never worked out what the Ipsne means. Sip? Is it I don't, sip? I don't know. Oh, God. But why would it be I that? Know. I I get pig Latin. I don't understand why it's always Ipsne yeah. at the beginning. Or Ipsne. I don't know. The um, Ixne, that's it. Um, I don't what know. What does that mean then? But the, um, so Spicer's latest one, of, latest one of these, when he was unveiling it, he showed, he said, this is what government looks like. And he showed a, a he showed the like 800 page Obamacare document and then showed yeah. the like much smaller, like 70 page Republican program. Like, this is what government, like he was really proud about how much shorter the yeah. Republican bill was like, well, yeah. If you if you cut if you cut out sixty percent of the provisions, <laughs> you're gonna cut out sixty percent of the well, language. Two things there. One, I really wish I'd had Sean Spicer with me at a number of uh, university tutorials when I was trying to explain why my entire week's work was a twelve hundred word essay rather than a three thousand word. Uh, I've just been like, no, I've actually got to the heart of the issue. I think all of I've done more. All work. of this research was bureaucracy getting in the way of the free ordering of information in the history books I was meant to have read. And secondly, um, the funny, funny thing, um, Sean Spicer's favourite healthcare bill is uh, for sale baby shoes never worn. Um, the <laughs> oh my god, it's terrible. The baby had a pre-existing condition; he couldn't be insured. <laughs> Moment of silence oh, for the fictional Ernest Hemingway. Uh, citation needed. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, no, there is a citation. It's probably not an Ernest Hemingway short story. Um, just fun fact for any of you fans there. Um, God. Very be- fun. Bit <laughs> of fun in this podcast. There's nothing more fun than someone telling you that it was fun. I think a couple more things. <laughs> One, uh, Erdogan has accused the Germans and the Dutch of being Nazis uh, for not letting Turkish cabinet ministers campaign in the Netherlands and Germany for the... Uh, Turkish expatriate vote for the referendum. Um, always a bit worrying when a man, Erdogan, a man who is using referendums to strengthen the power of the executive, accuses you of being a Nazi. I feel like that is not the fair <laughs> way around. What I found really charming is a German minister called Julia Klockner responded to Turkey, to, to Erdogan calling the Germans Nazis. She said that this was a new pinnacle of immoderation, which is like the most charmingly diplomatic response. That's so like Germany in the late 20th, early 21st century, where they're like, Germany are in the right here, but they um, they are still like really nervous about their historical track record and won't be assertive in international relations. They're like, <laughs> oh, well, that's a bit... That's a bit rude of you to call us Nazis. <laughs> and like, that's the most, because they're still insecure about it. It's kind of charming, I find. Yeah. Um, the oh, I mean that's about it. I mean I don't have anything about Stephen Hawking saying that Corbyn shouldn't leave the Labour Party. 
I mean, Theresa May uh, did a yeah. terrible joke about it at PMQ, so there we go. Uh, yeah, yeah. The I mean, yeah, I get it. He's uh, when it comes to theoretical physics, Stephen Hawking's like on the ball. <laughs> but when it comes, like, I don't really want him to have a political opinion because it means that he's not spending his time doing theoretical <laughs> phys- physics. Like, if he's reading the same Breitbart articles that you and I are, <laughs> uh, the war, you know, why? I don't know. It's just a very. But the Guardian was straight away like, oh, Stephen Hawking doesn't like Jeremy Corbyn. It's like, right, okay, Stephen Hawking and J.K. Rowling. Yeah, we get it. But what about. Um, uh, like, <laughs> they, they, also, they, they also didn't ask him about. Uh, UB40, UB40 love Corbyn. And, you know, I much prefer the contributions, the intellectual and artistic contributions of UB40. No, but it's more like, well, (laughs) Stephen Hawking didn't didn't say this about uh, Harriet Harman or, or, uh, you know, maybe he he didn't like all of them. I mean, he could be a massive Tory. We haven't Uh, got a He's a committed Labour supporter, but is disappointed with Jeremy Corbyn. No, sure. But fine, but we, I mean, can we don't, know, can we don't, can we don't think... Richard Harris. No, sure, obviously, I could see that immediately. <laughs> no, but it's more like, why, why is he? And like, I don't think Stephen Hawking is like the core Labour supporter. I don't think he's like he he is not a, a disenfranchised uh, Brexit voter. He, you know, he's he's like the point is with Jeremy Corbyn is like you're supposed to be like, well, I'm a Labour supporter. And I'm, and if you are a Labour supporter, you're kind of supposed to be in favour of most of the ideas that Corbyn's behind. Corbyn's supposed to be uh, trying to entice a new kind of voter in the same way that um, Tony Blair sort of defaulted. To, well, Corbyn's famously trying uh, to entice the um, the pro IRA and pro NHS, but there's uh, these vanishing the pro NHS angle very popular. The pro hey. IRA argument less less so generally, but. Well, pro pro IRA seem to be getting ahead in Belfast. So what is that not, mate? Um, whether that will play as well in, say, Liverpool or Brighton, or <laughs> I'm not so sure. <laughs> well, look again. There's a difference between being okay with discussing the idea of different kinds of politics and being in favour of bombs. Um, but I mean, again, even then. Political violence in a non-dangerous uh, capacity, i.e., a bomb that goes off that blows up uh, property and, as opposed to people, to make a political point, could still be a legitimate form of political discussion. You know, but there, of course, there's no room for that nuance in a discussion of um, someone being pro IRA, is there? I think that, I, I, yeah. I mean, it's his this his is... his IRA stuff is one of the main reasons when people are like, um, "Oh, the, the press being so terrible on Corbyn." It's like, no, they're not. Like, they're, they're sa- they've got so much ammo in the tank for when for the short campaign, whenever an election is called. That is when that is when they'll be mean to him. There's like they've got so much more to 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 lash out. No, they've not. They've used up. They've thrown out everything. At no, him. no, no. We'll see everything they're... in the eight weeks up to an election. The IRA thing, the IRA, oh, the IRA well, thing has barely been, the IRA thing has barely been done. It's been done at like a level if you follow politics a lot, but it's not been like the big. It will become a big story in the eight weeks up to a campaign. But then, then you just counter that with, well, how about the fucking economy tanking? How about the fact that jobs are on the decline? How about the fact that 
which is currently being fucked left, right, and centre by travel companies, by uh, by uh, utilities companies, by rent, by everything, by precarious employment, by precarious living standards, by the fact that the poor, the disabled, all of these people are completely destroyed. How uh, the economy is about to go fuck up again. How house prices are just rising, and all of this shit. And and then we're heading towards Brexit. But that that won't be there is a that big won't, reason that won't be why. the conversation and that that like that of should be the conversation. It, will be. it won't it, be the conversation. It will be. It absolutely has to be, and it will be, because as much as you can you can throw shit at someone when it comes to uh, a political campaign, the issues are always going to come out. And I think I mean you look what happened with uh, Donald Trump. They throw as much shit at the walls as they can with him, and he survived. I know they're different people in huge <laughs> ways, but the fact is people voted for Trump for the same reason they voted for Obama, which is they saw something different and the possibility of change. They, it, they don't care if he's a rapist. They don't care if he's... like He looked like someone who could stand up against all the powers that have been fucking them over. Okay, maybe... But to apply that to Corbyn is incorrect, just simply in the sense that Jeremy Corbyn would kill for Trump's approval ratings, as bad as they are. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Yeah, he would. <laughs> no, Jeremy Corbyn's, Je- Jeremy Corbyn's approval wouldn't. ratings are worse than Trump's. No, but in, in, their, I, in, their, I, respective, he, in their respective political back, uh, battlegrounds, Trump's in America are better than yeah. Corbyn's in Britain. I, d- I don't agree with that. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to uh, agree with I, that, but <laughs> it's one of those one of those annoying sort is... of facty things. Um, the <laughs> there's a very. I don't think that's true, guys. I'll um, leave you on a very nice line from uh, the character Bunter, the uh, Lord Peter Whimsey's butler in the Dorothy Alsayer's murder mysteries uh, Whimsy series, where uh, Lord Peter is is confronted with a fact that he doesn't like, and then uh, Bunter goes. My mother always said facts are like cows. If you stare at them long enough, they move away. And he does find out that the fact that he thought was preventing him from securing the case, uh, if he looked hard enough, he found a way around it. That there was uh, there was something... Yeah. So, Demagogle Box. There's uh... <laughs> another classic episode. Hopefully this our next episode will actually be together in the Could same be. room with legitimate recording Full devices. penetrative politics. And... Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> That's really a really good slogan for the <laughs> All cucks welcome. <laughs> the cuck part. I mean, yeah, yeah, if we're all being cucked, maybe cucking is. Uh... What about eight eight oh, cucks, two budget holes? <laughs> oh, um, oh I've, so I've got a. Na- I think we've got. I've got a nasal pot. Yeah. I think I yeah. saw the nasal polyps in New York in 1997. Everyone always says they did, but there was only 12 people there, so they couldn't all well, have been there. I th- think they were supporting our CD sound system. <laughs> I... They're going to be... They, have you said LCD sound system are going to change their name to LCD now sound system? <laughs> <laughs> I think LCD... Oh, we didn't do anything about the CIA and the televisions. I see. This is the thing. I've given up Reddit for um, uh, Lent, which is why I'm so horrendously misinformed. Um, but I like. I feel like the CIA thing is probably quite a big deal, but no one's reporting on it. Well, it was reported for a couple of days. Oh, not really. 
it was like an article saying, oh, and Julian Assange has announced that uh, one of the world's most over, overpaid uh, uh, military uh, institutions has been has potentially uh, been behind a number of malware software. They weren't saying it very softly when the, the, the truth of the matter is that the CIA has potentially uh, huge and damaging bugs and put them like illegal backdoors into all aspects of our infrastructure, our technological infrastructure. And we should be very scared that there is very little oversight about that. Or more than the fact that they've been doing it at all. Um, is my nose bleeding now? What? No, I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, so the, what, one thing we don't do on, on, on the Demagogue Box, and I don't think it has an effect, but anyway, because it's at the end and no one's <laughs> listening, and then no one's listening to the end, but we don't say goodbye properly <laughs> or announce what to do, where to go, how to listen again, or what happened. Oh. So you, you say... you say a, Well, a, a, look, a, a, I mean, in many ways, here. I'm Alex Keeley. <laughs> and, uh, you can listen to this on um, Fuck Sound, on Sound Whip It, on uh, uh-huh. Podcast Anonymous, uh, on Probably the best uh, one, one. Demon Hole, on uh, High Batman. Uh, I love how like Alex Keeley's in from school <laughs> is slowly very dry. It's to running dry in the, in the sense that an eternal desert is running dry like there's no is a static mm-hmm. dryness that has been here since time immemorial um the mm-hmm. listen just keep listening guys i think we're going to try and <laughs> do you know every time we're going to try and get this more regular this has probably been the first in like nearly a month i think i think fortnightly let's we're going to really i'm promising richard hanrahan is going to edit who does all the work yeah uh, fortnightly <laughs> fortnightly podcast for your ears. Because I can say ears because well, it's one listener, should... but two ears. Sorry, ableist might not, but I'm assuming. <laughs> but I'm assuming making the assumption on the fact that I've seen the uh, audience statistics and I'm pretty sure I can pinpoint exactly the people right, who are listening. Right, because you know their devices, uh, it's like four so... people and they all have like LG phones <laughs> yeah. and you've got four friends who have LG phones. And thanks to the CIA, I'm able to track their IP addresses, so it's fine. Uh, but yes, I've been Richard Hanrahan. You can follow me uh, around Edinburgh, whenever very you want good. to. Um, <laughs> very good. I'm also on Twitter. At I'm at, at Alex Keeley. Um, uh, original, <laughs> and I uh, I tend to fre- frequent uh, board game uh, cafes these days. So fancy board game? Just come and say hello. Uh, what's that you got there? What is it? Love letter? Are you? Which which version did you get? Uh, I should have got the. I wanted it desperately, and so I could have got the Batman or the Hobbit one, but it couldn't get it on Amazon Prime. So oh. I wanted it now, and I got it. Did you? You wanted it now. It's still in shrink wrap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have anyone to play it with yet. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we so beat the one you, <laughs> you could have had one that you actually wanted, but you wanted to get it sooner. <laughs> But now you've gotten it, I'm you can't away. pay it. I'm going away because... for a few days uh, on Wednesday, so I wanted it by then. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, well, good. Well, I, I'm looking forward to seeing you oh, next it's week. Gonna be, it's going to be a real days. treat. I'm expecting to play to over six people in Glasgow. <laughs> Are you? That'd be good. That'd be I'd only lose £200 if that happened. 
What? We're not. Let's let's let the listener go. We're not going to go into the finances. We'll talk about this. (laughs) Okay. I'm gonna. uh, uh, Signing off. I've been uh, Rupert Murdoch. And I have uh, been Rupert Murdoch's assistant. You're fired. (laughs) Oh, by the way, Tracy Ullman's show is terrible, isn't it? (laughs) I don't know what that is. Bye. (laughs) 